this is Guys Read Romance, where I, romance author Margot Radcliffe, politely strong-arm my male friends into reading and chatting about romance novels with me for an uncomfortably long period of time. Today, I'm talking to my friend, Bill. He's a big nerd who has several master's degrees, is literally obsessed with dogs, and has been labeled as, by many as the greatest librarian of our time. He has hiked the entire Appalachian Trail, has been admittedly very smelly, and aspires to be a mailman. He was also nice enough to read another book and come back. So thank you, Bill, and I'm excited <laughs> to talk about more romance with you. I have never heard an introduction <laughs> like that. <laughs> I can't decide if it's an insult or it's no. And therein lies my power, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. So tell us, you we talked about this last time, but tell us kind of quickly a recap. Uh, what do you normally read? Um, or like your top three books or what you're reading right now. You don't have to kind of whatever you Okay. Um, I'm reading a book, a, a detective novel right now. And I'm... Blanking on the name, but Man from Berlin, and I can't think of the author. So I like very detective mm -hmm. novels a lot. And then I like more sort of literature type stuff too, for sure. And, you know, modern American writers a lot. Um, and just try and read different things. And I like to read history too. I try and read other things outside of those categories, but I usually don't end up being very successful with finishing them. So I end up in those, those sorts of categories. And I like long novels too. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, well, this one was not long. The one we're going to discuss uh, today, which is Reckless by Stacey Abrams, or sorry, Selena Montgomery, <laughs> who is actually Stacey Abrams. Um, so, um, so the first thing we're going to do, so why, well, I guess I'll ask this again. So, you haven't read romance until up until now because it's been you feel that it was kind of what you said last time was like it, it's kind of superficial. I said that? So I huh? said that. Yeah. <laughs> or shallow <laughs> or whatever. And so we'll we can discuss maybe later if like this book kind of um, dispel that belief for you or or not. Okay. Okay. All right, so the first thing we're going to do is, <laughs> this is uh, prescient, I guess, considering our chat before this about books. But anyway, so we're going to play uh, the sex scene game. I'm going to read two passages, and you have to guess which one was written by a man and which one was written by a woman. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. <clears throat> he found the strip of condoms he'd packed, ripped one open, managed to roll it on with gritted teeth. Maybe she would have done it for him, and maybe that would have been hot as hell. But since he wanted to actually get inside her before he went off like a gunshot, he needed to, to help. He needed to keep touching to a minimum. That's number one. <laughs> number two, um, she pushes Drake's Daredevil cupcakes, chocolate with a white creamy center, down over my cock and then eats them off of me flake by flake. She pours maple syrup out of the log. That's a man. That's the man. <laughs> and then licks it from my tender balls until they're clean again as a little boy's. That last so that's part, your final <laughs> no, I'd say that that the first one was. Oh. Okay, so that's funny. Um, 
you think the first one was a woman and the second one is a man? Uh, yeah, but I forget the first one already. So oh, no. <laughs> it's, fine. it's fine. You're right. Oh. You're correct. The first one was Get a Life, Chloe Brown by Talia Hibbert, a fantastic, um, funny write, r- romance writer. And the second one, incidentally, was Portnoy's Complaint by Philip Roth. <laughs> that is the food the food and uh, sex novel, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Or at least, I don't know if sex is the right word for it, but. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right, good job. Congratulations. <laughs> He's, oh, Phil Froth. Anyway, all right. <laughs> uh, okay, about the author. So the book we're reading today is Reckless by Selena Montgomery. This is the nom de plume of Stacey Abrams. Selena Montgomery is a two-time New York Times bestselling author and the award-winning author of eight romance novels. The book description is of Reckless is Kel Jameson has the life she's always dreamed about, a partner at a prestigious Atlanta law firm that represents famous, if guilty, clients. She's far from her days as a lonely orphan in rural Georgia, but one frantic phone call will bring her back to the place she spent years trying to escape. The head of her childhood orphanage has been accused of murder, and Kel is her only hope for freedom. From the moment Kel first meets Sheriff Luke Calder, tempers flare. Luke is a stickler for law and order, and while he finds Kel compelling, unfortunately, she represents his prime suspect. Forced to work together, they dig deep into the town's scandals to uncover the truth. Kel has a secret of her own. So, secrets, mysteries. <laughs> I forgot I forgot that description, and I, by the end of the book, I did not think he was a stickler for the law. Like that just doesn't seem to fit him at all, really. You don't think so? No. Oh, all right. It's not like he was a, I don't know, sort of, it makes him seem like he's sort of, you know, sort of strict and by the books and I don't know, not, he's, he's more, he's not that. Huh. I mean, I think he follows the rules. I don't think he's breaking rules. He's breaking rules all over the place in the second, <laughs> in the second half. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't remember, I guess. For a good end. I mean, I, I'm, I didn't object to him breaking him. I just think he was, he was like, he was with, uh, cooperating with the defense attorney to do the investigation. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll discuss okay. it. Okay. All right. Bill, why did you pick this book? Last time you did Outlander. Stacey Abrams. Okay. All right. Fair enough. And, and, That's and why- yeah, that was the main reason. And I liked the detective aspect. I think you had mentioned that to me. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's not a uh-huh. All right. Did it live? Well, I guess we'll talk about that later. So what were your first impressions then of the cover, the summary? Tell me some of the feelings you had before you started reading. Well, I was excited to read a book by Stacey Abrams. And I mm-hmm. don't really remember. I think we talked about this last time. Since I read on a Kindle, I don't really see the cover very much. But I remember it being sort of blue and dark and just, I don't know, it just looked like it was a neat cover, but it didn't really strike me one way or the other. But then I went and looked on Amazon actually before this, because I knew you were going to ask me about the cover. And then it was a totally different cover. I sent you all of the questions beforehand. (laughs) And um, it was um, the, the, it was Kel and Luke on the cover. I assume it was them. 
and um, which would have given me a much different impression if I if I saw that cover. It probably would have. I mean, it, it didn't. It would have strike me not as detective focused, you know, or like mystery sure. focused. As I kind of went into it thinking it was both, but I didn't sort of doubt the the sort of detective side of it. Like I might have if I would have started with that cover, you know, with like a, a man and a woman like embracing and yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the cover. I mean, for kind of like a a romantic suspense is is typical, but I mean, it, it's like definitely romance yeah. for sure. Yeah. Of just pure suspense or whatever or mystery. Um, okay, fair enough. So, but the summary was interesting to you. Like you yeah. were into the. Yeah. Mystery. All right. Fair enough. So did you feel, speaking of the cover in, in the two, in Kel and uh, Luke, did you feel that there is true chemistry between them? And did you feel that they were in love by the end? Yeah, I, I pretty much bought most of it. You know, it wasn't uh, between them. I think it was pretty easy too. I thought that was, every once in a while, I thought it was a bit formulaic or whatever, but the way they meet, you know, with conflict and it sort of followed familiar patterns, but um, I, I I, overall, I definitely bought into it. Yeah, so they meet, and you know, she's she's back in her hometown, and she's driving fast, right? And he picks her up for speeding. Is that what happens, yeah. or a parking ticket, or something? But anyway, yeah, I mean, I think other under on other circumstances, it would be that would be a great meet cute. I mean, she's kind of sassy with him. Yeah. There's kind of instant friction there. I I I found it. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of funny. I would never talk to a person authority that way, <laughs> but she felt she felt pretty. Yeah, well, me, she so. it, yeah. I mean, like the chemistry between them was I believed, but I I think I do remember. I could I could sort of agree with that. You know, it's like if you want to get if you're so smart and you want to get out of a situation, you just try and get out of the situation. You don't act like that. You know? <laughs> so yeah, right. <laughs> But I thought that they throughout, I don't know that I believe that they were in love. I, you know, I, but they worked together well and I, I liked their relationship. I thought it was natural, but there was so much like of them having to hide stuff from each other that I found myself just kind of being annoyed with it. Like just the kind of false, like she's the lawyer and can't tell him information and he's the cop and he can't tell him information. (laughs) I just like, I get it, but like, I don't know that I, it was just kind of a, seemed like a flimsy roadblock. Yeah, I guess so. He he did sort of without, he did hold it together, that part together. You know? mm, yeah. That, sh- that brought out his, he, without him, I mean, obviously they would not have been together. Right. In my mind, at least. You think so? Because of his persistence? Well, he was the one that was grounded, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the only one that, he's the one that made sort of, made commitments, I think. Or you know was straight. He was much more straightforward. He had less to hide. So um, right, true. That was easier for him to do. She, she did have a lot to hide. We we still don't really know what she's hiding, right? By I have no. I, I don't know if I that. Yeah, I don't know. Either I missed a lot a lot of plot, which I, I could very well have. Um, but I don't know what the beginning part was in the warehouse. I, I yeah. know there's a link, and then by the end of the book, I realized that maybe that comes later, or maybe I missed it. One of the two. Right. Oh, that's what I was doing. I was looking that up. I believe that this is the first in a series, but it it was one of those books when you're finishing it, you you start to realize like there's only this much left, and I know <laughs> I don't know this much stuff, and I should have figured out a lot sooner that it was 
intended to go on. It wasn't going to wrap everything up. Yeah, I don't. It, it does. It appears that maybe it is a single title, but I, but I I don't know why because we didn't figure anyway. Well, maybe she doesn't. She's she's a busy person. You're right. She <laughs> is. Just don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do just, what you need to do now and you can come back to this later <laughs> i'll imagine the rest i'll imagine what happened just don't don't write right now things to do all right fair enough so was the conflict believable to you did you believe the reason they couldn't be it together i guess i did a little bit but the fact that they were together all the time it's like they and then I would start to forget some of the reasons why they couldn't be together at certain points. So it did get a little bit circular or something that I, you know, I just couldn't keep up with it. But yeah, I mean, he's a cop and he's investigating a crime and she's there to defend the prime suspect. So, I mean, in that mm-hmm. sense, it's very straightforward. Um, mm-hmm. But so I guess, I guess more it was like, do I believe that they would still be working together? Or the, you know, like I could, I could believe that they had a nat, a good attract, a strong attraction to each other. But I found it not believable that they would actually continue working together. Uh-huh. If anything, think... or skeptical of that. Well, she seemed. I believe it of Luke, but I think she was like kind of crafty, and so I think that she would, you know, see a way to kind of use him for information yeah. and kind of she, keep yeah. going at it. Maybe, maybe yeah, I, maybe he's the one who was smitten from the very beginning, and, and that's why he would do anything as soon as she walks, put her legs outside, out the Porsche or whatever her car was. I did seem like he was smitten with her right away. Yeah. Well, and also like the larger reason for her for Kel, for Kel right is that she has this secret, and like yeah. he can't. He's a cop, so like he can't. She can't really. Having a relationship with somebody who could put her in jail seems like a mistake. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like not the best thing to do in general. Yeah. But of course, you know, huh? Yeah. It's not generally good advice to do that. (laughs) No. So, I mean, I get it from, from her end. And so, but she has to learn to trust. You know what I mean? Yeah. A valuable lesson. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. All right. So, Bill, in your opinion, was the sex satisfying or well written? And and you can compare it at this point to to Outlander if you'd it like. There was much, less of it. It was short and very little of it and very tame. In fact, right. I think that it got a little physical. I would say it was, you know, there were no there was very little sort of bodily sex talk, you know, or it was Semi-abstract, I guess. And uh, when it did, like, I just, I was sort of surprised. And I thought, she's not going there. And, um, but she didn't go there very far. And so it's not that it wasn't, it just wasn't, like, it wasn't steamy or, you know, it just didn't do, you know, interest me that much one way or the other. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a little almost closed door-ish. There wasn't a lot of detail. It wasn't super explicit. Um, I did think that their, in general, like their sex, sexual, their just their general chemistry was was there yeah. on the page. Without that, like more concrete physical component, I think that they flirted with each other a lot. Yeah, um, which didn't for me happen that much in Outlander. They were just like I said, um, I don't know, but their like kind of like their dialogue and their banter with each other was more evident in this book than it was, especially in something like. 
like Outlander. Yeah. So while that like like the whole physical thing wasn't you know extremely explicit, I think she did like a good job with building that tension and then. Yeah, there's a. Yeah. It's not that there wasn't. Yeah, certainly, like their the, the detri- their attraction to each other was described. I mean, like I'm thinking her legs and whatever you know her his, you know, but, um, like she she she. I, I can picture her being very tall and very long legs. You know, <laughs> that's the thing I remember. Very tall. He did talk about her legs a lot. You know, it's. I think that was for tall women everywhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think just being inclusive about what is what is attractive. All right, fair enough. So did it deliver suspense and mystery the way you thought going into it? I don't, um, I would say it was, yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't like one that I was hanging on the, you know, like, I don't know. It, it wasn't, I didn't know what was going on a lot. So there was confusion a little bit. <laughs> But, and and it was suspenseful. I mean, it wasn't like gripping either, though. Right. You know, but why do you think you didn't know what was going on a lot? I guess I was trying to tie it back to the warehouse at the beginning, and I could never figure out what the oh. warehouse. And, and I was waiting for the two friends to come into it, and right. So I guess through a lot of that, the mystery part of it, I felt like there was something lurking out there that I didn't know about, and wasn't getting yeah. any clue of either. So. Okay. All right. Fair enough. But it was pretty so, did, I mean, I wasn't, I didn't go in with, I, I, I suppose I didn't go in. A, it's a romance novel. So I wasn't thinking it would be like, I thought the detective, the mystery part would be sort of a side show more than it was. It was much more central to the novel than I would have expected. And it was, it was good. Okay. Were you, were you like surprised at, at how the mystery was solved? I was that was a letdown, I think. Um, <laughs> I, because it was basically solved by on the stand, right? Right. And so I felt like that was a bit of a letdown. Like that was a bit too easy in the end. After all that, it's just because some right. kid on the stand gets confused or tricked or just his conscience comes through. You're never 100% sure, I guess. It's more that he right. just got sick of graves maybe or somebody was telling him what to do and and it was um it was you know it was very clean in that sense that part was very clean like it was like oh there's no question anymore you know like that just tidies everything up and then of course it comes out and then of course and then when the um graves guy basically like admits everything and wants protection it was it, it felt just too quick i don't know so well i think that it was did a good job of kind of bringing everything in right there is this conflict between luke and that was it the sheriff was it the county commissioner or the county sheriff one was the sheriff and one was the uh police uh chief one was chief and one was sheriff and one was county maybe one was city i can't i don't know which was i think luke was the city yeah uh, whatever their town was, Halden or whatever. Yeah. And the other guy was more of an elected person. Right. Because sheriffs usually elected. Yeah. Right. So anyway, I kind of felt like that conflict was interesting for Luke because otherwise, like Luke didn't have a whole lot going on. And obviously, Kel kind of had a mystery and a mystery, and she's defending her her old kind of uh, orphanage. Yeah owner or whatever and so i thought that that was nice to bring in like the t- like experiencing the town 
through this mystery was also interesting. It really kind of colored and kind of filled out and fleshed out this town for me. I felt very much like she did a great job of what it's like to be in a small Georgia Yeah, I didn't think of that. It made it seem really appealing. Yeah, well, we did it. All right. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it was kind of nice there, right? I mean, like, it was a community. Yeah, yeah. It kind of, there was a lot of community components. And right, I like when they, when Kel found out that there was the knife was one of, was the murder weapon and like, Having to like figure out who in the town would have this specific knife or whatever. And it, what kind is of this ceramic chef's knife too? I don't know, man. <laughs> I never. Yeah, go look that up. I. <laughs> but anyway, so I, I thought that that was great, and I thought that it helped with the overall mystery, right? When you bring in kind of these other suspects, we meet those kids. Yeah. Like, of course, you don't I want like those to kids. be. That was a good part. Kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, not that one kid, Doc or whatever. Well, I mean, I thought they were pretty good characters, though. Yeah, for sure. And I liked Tony. Yeah, he was a nice kid. So anyway, I thought that was a neat part of of the mystery. And so, yeah. But yeah, you're right. At the end, it was kind of like, but isn't that what happens on like every episode of Lost? Yeah, who am I kidding? Yeah. I mean, they they do ramp up like that most of the time. So I guess, but yeah, it would have been nice for them to. And I, and I it, it wasn't all wrapped up. So no. maybe that's why, you know, there's, there's so much more of the whole villain is still out there. Like that yeah. kid was just a pawn and Graves was just a pawn. Yeah. And I see where it would have been nice for them to figure out the mystery, to solve the mystery together, right? Rather than have it just kind of like happenstance on the stand or whatever but i mean you know you can't have everything anyway i enjoyed it i was i had no idea like that is one thing like i think usually like sometimes it's clear who a killer is and and a whodunit or whatever but i didn't i didn't have any idea well we still don't Do we know now? <laughs> now I'm forgetting. Now I'm forgetting. Well, it was, we it was that operation, right? I mean, we don't Dark. know. We know yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, we still don't know what that is or who it is. I well, wasn't it drugs or they're like, they're like doing, they're like a drug. Well, there's the tree sap thing. Yeah. The pine sap. Mm-hmm. But we don't know what that is either. <laughs> anyway, it was, I, I was, you know, mystery, un, still not solved on some aspects, but still, I, I enjoyed it. And hopefully, yes, you know, it was, it was, you know, not the, it, it was a very pleasant book to read. And <laughs> especially like when I got into the second half, I was rolling and right. I could just, you know, it did find it a little tough to, or slow at the beginning. But once I got in that second half, and that happens a lot, so... Well, in the um, beginning was a lot of Kel and Luke kind of arguing yeah. and establishing that that pattern and kind of less of the mystery, I guess. And I didn't, I just kind of didn't, I don't know that I bought really their kind of friction in the beginning, but it's fine. Anyway, yeah. did you think this book was funny? No, I didn't. I, 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 I saw that question and I thought, was anything funny? I don't know if I even smiled, you know, it. It didn't have funny parts, did it? I mean, I asked this question regardless because, you know, because I'm trying just trying to, in general, make point a point about romance. But I did think that Kel was funny, and I thought some of their interactions with each other were funny. I thought that boy in the orphanage 
was funny. Yes, the kids work a little funny. That's right. That's right. See there. That's a bit of humor. I don't see how Cal was funny, but oh, um, I thought she like could deliver a zinger sometimes. Yeah, to... she was sharp, no doubt about that. Yeah, the kids were funny though. But no, it's not a rollicking like no, no, no. humor yeah. humor story. But there were moments of of funniness in it, and <clears throat> I just like to point that out that romance women are funny. De- deal with it. <laughs> Now you make it seem like I was saying women are can't be funny or something. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. Anyway, all right. Do you, <laughs> do you name a woman you think is funny? If you don't say Ellen DeGeneres, Janine Garofalo, <laughs> so, Sarah Silverman. All right, is, fine. Yeah, I'm so old. All right. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Anyway, all right. This is written in third-person point of view with the viewpoint switching between the heroine and the hero. Did you find that distracting and did the male point of view seem realistic to you? Mm, good question. Well, I, I don't know. I, I guess I didn't find it distracting. I think I got a, confused a couple of times, which happens in those, you know, you have to work to f- figure out whose point of view it, it is in. So, but not unusually so, you know, but... As far as the male point of view, I, I mean, he, he made a decision, I guess, you know, I don't know, like, I don't really remember his male point of view. <laughs> I well, I'm you like, do you remember ever thinking that like his decisions where Kel were concerned were? Well, I, I thought he got a little bit like, I don't know, like, I mean, he got a little sappy sometimes, I think. Okay. Or whatever. I mean. <laughs> But, you know, I admired him at the same time because he sort of made a decision that he was going to do what he could to make whatever they had work uh-huh. That and that he was going to be very upfront and honest about his intentions and everything, even though she wasn't being. So he was taking a risk right. and that was cool. So yeah. in that sense, maybe I did find it a little not believable. But maybe that's a <laughs> statement about me, <laughs> not him. Fair enough. So you don't think that generally guys would take a risk without some sort of reassurance from a female that they're interested in them? No, it's probably unusual, but certainly. <laughs> <laughs> so you, fair enough. That's fine. So did he, did it, so none of his thoughts while you were in, because like, since you don't really remember his point of view, so none of his thoughts seem like atypical or kind of outlandish or like overly overtly masculine in a way that's that's weird it all seemed kind of like all right just didn't overtly yeah like she she i didn't get the sense that she was overdoing it i mean i think that in i think that maybe he was more typically feminine or whatever in his role than she you know she she took on a lot of typical Mm -hmm. masculine characteristics i mean she's the super ambitious one she is the stronger one in a lot of ways though he and he's the super grounded one right i guess those would be often a flip of typical gender roles Mm -hmm. all right i guess that yeah i mean how do we how do we think that she's stronger just like a bigger personality well bigger personality um the porsche the the she has more money big career that's not very typical she has more money than him it's not very typical he has a lot more money probably and yeah and she's i mean she's definitely more forceful personality which 
in that sense wouldn't necessarily be i wouldn't i think a lot of that would be less on the side of one or the other gender but i think the the other ones are definitely maybe more signifiers of a traditional gender role well and and taking all that into consideration then him making kind of making the first move and making the decision uh, to be yeah. vulnerable to her and like, you know, show his feelings to her. I think that that makes him kind of a really neat uh, male, main male character, because like, as you said, she is more ambitious. She has a lot more money than he does. She's from a big town. He's like in this small city. I'm sure he can't make much as, as the town sheriff or whatever. And, so, and emotionally, she is not connected no, with herself. No, Like, she is cut off. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't purpose. think that she gives him I mean, a lot she, of... It's a defense mechanism, right? right. For her, her life in secret. Mm-hmm. So, And I don't think that she gives him much encouragement, really, yeah. um, during the course of it. So I think that it's interesting that he is so persistent. So, I mean, like, good yeah. for him. And so... But you're saying that that is kind of what you found a little unbelievable. I wouldn't say unbelievable. Um, just challenging. You just don't run you know? into it. Maybe at times I was sort of, oh, really? But, you know, taken as a whole, I certainly admirable. Uh-huh. I mean, the guy was, a, he's just great. I mean, you know, he's pretty perfect. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this before. He's a romance novel hero. I mean, uh-huh. you know. I don't want to criticize him too much, you know, he, but so sometimes it, yeah, a little too good to be true, but. Uh-huh. You think so? I mean, like he got, I don't know. I, I, I can't remember the finer, finer details, but I, you know, I, he, yeah, he just seemed like a good guy, but I'm sure, you know, I'm sure. He, he might've been a little grating on her, you know, like he just needed that. He just, he seemed sort of needy at the same time too. Okay. You know, she wasn't telling him and he just couldn't deal with it right whatever the secrets yeah agreed he did i well but like honestly i wouldn't have let the secret thing go like as a partner like if like you can't tell me like this huge secret like probably i'm out you know what i mean so it's like quite a leap of faith for him to like i don't think she ends up telling him does she i can't i can't remember i think that at the end they are kind of um that don't ask me now right that's right like in the midst of the emergency and she says don't ask me now but i will tell you and i got the sense like this time she's gonna tell him but of course the next book is probably going to start with her not telling him (laughs) (laughs) probably all right fair enough so now we're going to move on those are that's it for the questions now we're going to move on to these quick categories what did you think was the hottest moment of this book or, you know, sexiest, whatever. So it was when they finally had sex uh-huh. and it was when she got out of the Porsche too, the first at, time. At the beginning? Yeah. Because of the Porsche? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it's a low car and so <laughs> long legs. <laughs> All right. I found the um, the part where they're they they're cooking in the restaurant. Maybe there's like a lot of tension there. I, I thought that that was like a nice. Oh, that's true. That was a good one. And well, actually, I think that him cooking for her at his place, yeah, and drinking the beers mm-hmm. was probably like that's the that was the romantic moment. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know, well, that is the next question. So, what is the sweetest or? Or most romantic moment for you in this? Well, I so I thought of the sweetest moment was that Tony kiss. 
Oh yeah, he was my favorite. Um, when he stuck up for her when she was in his car alone. Yeah. And then I thought the romantic was um, just the whole cooking. That was like the when he cooked for her, like like that was the one time they sort of could relax, I guess. Right, and actually they relaxed together. And he had a beer, she had a beer, and uh, so that was that was one of the more believable scenes for me. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's like something everybody does, right? So yeah, I get it. Yeah, and I liked it. And they were actually finally able to have a conversation. And instead of that weird, just kind of pointless friction, actually like come together <laughs> and be like, hey, we could work together on this. Let's be, not be silly. All right. Biggest objection in this book? Um, well, I, I was trying to think of one, but I remember at the end of the book when Chief Grave graves goes up to her uh-huh. it just seems it just really strange you know after being a completely self-centered character and out for himself and then he warns her about the stark or stark uh-huh. that she's in danger right. um so and then he dies but, right or he gets shot is that what happens I think somebody got shot but i can't remember who i don't think he did okay i don't think he got killed all right but he fessed up completely. He was like begging to be arrested. Uh, yes, that, there you go. Yeah, that was. There was some stuff in the course of the the whole course of the trial that I was confused by, and the uh, the prosecuting attorney or whatever. I found that yeah, he was good, wasn't he? Like he was an interesting character. I thought he I was, him. and I found myself more interested in him than the other characters yeah. in the. In the book. Yeah, I think she nailed him more than anybody. Yeah. Anyway, all right, fair enough. I hate it. I did my I did object in general to Chief Graves. I thought that most of these characters were pretty flat, especially Chief Graves. And so I, I understand it's you can't do much, but I want the villains to sing at least. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, but whatever. Okay, most relatable moment. Well, he wasn't, it wasn't that clear. You knew he was sort of a villain. I'm not, not like a, it wasn't apparent until the very end, I, to me at least, that he was actually more than a political rival, sort yeah, of. Yeah, you're right. But, but you're right. He was a little bit comic almost mm-hmm. in his most relatable moment. That was, um, that would also be the, the him cooking for. Sure. I mean, also... it, it, a big part is, is loyalty and stuff like that too in the book. And, and so it's certainly relatable to her. Not that I've had to like keep a secret like that with mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. friends to say, keep their lives safe or anything, but yeah. we all have childhood friends that we feel as a unique loyalty loyalty to sort of um sure so so that was that was relatable too yeah i thought that i thought that just those kids were relatable in general i thought that that relationship between kel and the owner of the orphanage and like her loyalty to her that was relatable. Yeah. i liked all i wish we had spent t- more time with the the cops in the in the precinct or whatever Luke's employees because I thought they were they were nice. That's true. Yeah. So I and I like the town was relatable to me. You know, I lived in the south for a long time and you know, I found myself being back there just a small town, local people doing kind of just kind of getting away with stuff, you know, and all the secrets that lurk where nobody's like uh-huh. paying attention. So anyway, fair enough. Biggest lie or misconception about men. I, I couldn't come up with any. <laughs> I told you I couldn't come up with one for that. 
So you, so... Lie. It's not like she was lying about... <laughs> I just don't know. I don't know how to answer that one. So you think that all her characterizations about men felt true to you? Well, I um, didn't get a whole lot of, like, general, like, men are like this or... Uh-huh. Like, I didn't get a whole lot of stereotyping from her, sure. I guess. All right. So you you were satisfied with how men were kind of drawn and portrayed in in this book? Well, yeah. I mean, I I, I wasn't like wildly interested in any of the characters. Uh-huh. So in that sense, maybe I wasn't, but I didn't feel like she was denigrating men in general or something like that, or trying to pigeonhole. Because I mean, I you know, like I guess just talking to you makes me think more and more about how. Yeah, I mean that he he just that he was you know, just the steady force in the, the book as, or as far as their relationship goes and about like protecting people and stuff like that. I mean, the guy had, you know, lots of good qualities. So, um, and <laughs> <laughs> so no. <laughs> All right. That's fine. That's, I mean, like she did a good job. That's well, can you think of a, of a ma- male, like misconception? How about women? No, no. Okay. But, but, so but like most of the time, huh? I don't feel so bad about not coming up with one. No, oh, no but most of the time men seem to ha- find like how men are characterized in these novels. Like you said, he was a little, he was a little boring and perfect and whatever. And, you know, obviously that's not true, but so stuff like that, but that's fine. Yeah. Like that. I can certainly say that, but I, yeah, I, yeah. You could categorize that as misconception. I certainly think he was a little, little boring in some ways. Sure, fair enough. I, well, when you meet an interesting guy, let me know because I'm still, I'm still kind of waiting for it. <laughs> Sweet Lavov. <laughs> That's funny. God. Okay, we don't have to talk about a, a more American pestoral here. We're full up on our Philip Roth today with that food quote. Though that said, it didn't make me want to try Drake's Daredevil cupcakes, you know what I mean? But it sounds like a hostess. Sounds just like a hostess cupcake. Anyway, all right. What was your most annoying moment? (laughs) Take your time. That was when when Graves warned Cal at the end. Okay. Because you just don't... Try to use it again, but... You just don't think that would happen in real life, or you don't understand his motive. I, I suppose it could, but I could certainly understand it, but I just doubt it. I mean, he was like that was contrary to his whole character development in the book, just to what he was. Well, but he was caught then, so. Yeah. Well, and we don't know how he was before he got mixed up with that Stark outfit, right? Yeah, that's true. He could have been, he could have been just like Luke, and then took a, took a wrong path. You know, or it could have just been, you know, just sort of a cr- normally craven sort of careerist type person. That too. All right. Okay. That is it for the quick category. So, Bill, you have read two romance novels now. The first one was Outlander by Diana Gabaldon. Did you see any similarities in these two books and did you prefer one over the other? I guess that the. I mean, the relationships had some similarities. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. There was a sort of um, attraction and there was basically, yeah, probably a strong physical attraction while they didn't really like each other for a while or there was some, you know, 
personality friction going on, mm-hmm. but there was physical attraction and then they end up together somehow. And I, I would say there's the, there's an int- loyalty between them is pretty well. I mean, except for Kel sort of like, I wouldn't say like with him, she takes him for granted big time for most of it. Right. Uh-huh. But she has the loyalty with, she does maybe partly does it for um, loyalty to other people. Right. Mm-hmm. I would say his, and then the other two characters, I can't remember their names from Outlander, you know, loyalty is a big thing in it, I guess yep. too. Uh-huh. Claire um, and Jamie. Yeah. And, um, so, so in that sense, like that one just seemed more intense, definitely. Right. Um, yeah. Their then, relationships, certainly. And their circumstances yeah. they were in, obviously. Yeah. So, so yeah, those are two, two, I guess, similarities. Mm-hmm. What about you? <laughs> I mean, in Outlander, there was an adventure. And in this, they're trying to solve a mystery. And they're both coming to kind of thrown into a situation where they're working together, but are kind of distrustful of each other. Yeah, that, that, that distrust is... Uh-huh. You got to overcome that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, I think that in the... the Outlander is kind of an outlier because it's not a traditional romance novel, right? And, like, there is time travel and all that stuff whereas this this reckless is kind of follows the same follows a tradition more traditional pattern of of romance and romantic suspense where though in this one you know you a lot of romantic suspense is like the woman is in danger and Mm -hmm. which is happens which is a big feature of outlander obviously and so that is actually, now that I'm talking about it, kind of what I liked about this one. He's not saving her in this, which is kind of a hallmark of romantic suspense. So good for... Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Good for Selena Montgomery for kind of making her, as you put it, the stronger the stronger character here. And she's not the one who needs saved by the big, strong cop, right? She's kind of yeah. in charge here. So that's kind of a nice flip and obviously different from Outlander because he is clear. He is like always saving her and he, she saves him to an extent as well, but yeah. it's more of a traditional kind of rescue. I mean, that's Kel's whole role is to protect her savior right. sort of thing. Right. That's why she's there. Yeah. I mean, he's certainly got his protective, Mm-hmm. He protects everybody a lot, right? Too, yeah. And and I like that the sheriff a sheriff was portrayed that way. I mean, now I think that police get a sort have a certain reputation now, but he, I think that was kind of dialed up. Like he does want to protect people, which of course is the the um, point of police, of course. So, yeah. Anyway, did you prefer one over the other? Um. I, I certainly preferred Reckless uh-huh. better. That's partly because I had an easier time getting through it. You know, if you would have condensed Outlander for me into like half the length, uh-huh. it, it would have been a closer match between the two. Uh-huh. Because there were maybe there were parts of Outlander that I liked better. Yeah. Um, I can't remember any, but there were aspects of it that maybe were a little more interesting, but there was just too much with it. And, mm-hmm. and, I didn't get bogged down in the, there was some of the language, like the, the pillow talk in Outlander was too much for me too. Uh-huh. And there was not that in this, which was right. okay. There was, there was, you know, there could have been a little more tight. Or... 
Uh, well, <laughs> you can always just read it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just keep reading. I, yeah, that's interesting. I, I figured that you would, you would say that you preferred this one. And I, I, I mean, I think I do like Outlander better. This one was definitely an easier read. I'm not a huge uh, romantic suspense person. And so I liked Jamie and Claire's relationship a little bit better. It felt a little deeper, a little bit more meaningful. Though I guess Kel and Luke felt more, obviously more modern, but like they they were able to talk to each other in a more normal kind of everyday manner yeah. and of course Claire and Jamie but anyway that's like an Outlander is like an epic saga right so there's yeah. there's no to just a regular Re- Reckless is like an everyday life type of romance novel it's a small town romance yeah um, with a little bit of his mystery uh thrown in so and suspense so the two very different very different things but I thought I thought they were both nice but you prefer to reckless did you like luke better than jamie you found him more believable as a as a character a little bit yeah i did i felt like he he was a deeper character than really even after jamie overcomes being raped like he's that's a deep complex character there yeah well i forgot about that but but still, like... How can you forget? <laughs> I, I said it, like, all the time. God. It was awful. Anyway, you I guess I it. guess I just felt like Luke's, like, reactions to things are a little more varied, you know? Okay. So what have you learned about romance overall in these two books? Like, any overarching <laughs> thoughts that you have? That's a tall order. <laughs> <laughs> what have I learned about romance novels or romance? Yeah. Either both. Well, I'll stick with romance novels. Um, okay, sounds. Good. But because um, I've, I guess I learned that um, <laughs> that they're tamer than I thought they would be. Though I wouldn't say Islanders oh. super tame, but um, uh-huh. that you know the romance is not necessarily like the whole driving force of the novels. Okay. Would have been silly to think. Um, from the, you know, but yeah, sure. I mean, they call them romance novels, whereas yeah. like a mystery novel, the mystery pretty much carries it, but you want really good characters and, you know, mm-hmm. and actually there is a lot of romance and, you know, the mystery, not like the Philip Kerr ones that I, um, just was listening to. I mean, romance is very big in those. Uh-huh. Hey, are you watching Miss Scarlet and the Duke on PBS? Never heard of it. Bill, you have to watch it right now. It's a mystery show. It's a female detective. Oh. And it's great. It's on PBS. You'll love it. Okay, what's it called? Miss Scarlet and the Duke. Okay. So, okay, fair enough. You don't think that romance was the driving kind of force in both of these things? Maybe, I mean, like, probably not reckless because oh, there's a mystery. Oh, I thought they were, dri- the, they, they just weren't everything. Like it wasn't every page. It wasn't like there's a, there's an all there's a definitely a story besides it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wouldn't be yeah. like why you'd read it, I guess, or you know, uh-huh. it wouldn't certainly be the same story. It wouldn't be nearly as full. But do you understand like the appeal of of these to people? I guess. Yeah, I do. I mean, as opposed to like anything else, like so. 
I guess I don't understand like would I just like go read something because it was labeled as a romance yeah I guess I guess I do what why do people go to them because they just want the romance whatever comes with it they'll take well I mean I think that it's a comfort to know how something ends I think that is a big draw for people so they the man and the woman always get together in the end in the romance of course yeah I think that's comforting to people. I think like, that that doesn't happen me... that sometimes one of them dies or no, never, never. Okay. <laughs> I'm being serious. That doesn't well, happen. Just I thought two, I have only read two. So I didn't know that the man and the woman both live and they end up together. In I, I'm sure that you wouldn't know that considering the books that guys read that they think are romance where the woman always dies as we've discussed before. <laughs> Anyway, no. so yes, the the people always live because romance is happy endings only. And so that is big for people because it allows you to focus on the rest of the story, right? The ending is not the aha moment, right? Yeah. It's You can focus on the characters and the journey and that's nice for people. I guess. But if, I mean, if it's a mystery, I mean, that's like driving you towards a resolution of the mystery. So that, don't they seem sort of contradictory there a romance mystery i mean maybe maybe your rump you can sort of settle on the romance is going to finish the way you expect but the mystery might that's the unknown part the romance will never be a mystery so yeah i think people i think people enjoy that it's the outlander was not a lighthearted romance novel but you knew that they would end up together so like you could kind of safely go through that emotional ringer knowing that everything would be okay and then yeah, also, but you I, didn't know that I just certainly didn't know that one of them wasn't going to be dead by the end. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right? I absolutely knew that I they mean, would some, both be alive. Really? Yes. Those are I the best tension, partly, you know, that I don't want that kind of tension. <laughs> Do you, you said you read some other sort of dragon novel that was set in Scotland was how did that was here be dragons here be dragons yeah, so i was in wales okay sorry wales sorry scott <laughs> so was that like these novels would you say oh or very much it? yeah okay. nobody it died was, it was more of a historical fiction uh-huh did i would they... say okay um, did they but it was the... pretty you know the, i would say there was more outside of the romance okay but, the, if you would just read the love story in it, then mm-hmm. you would say, like, this is a romance novel. So yeah. I would say there was more out, like this, even looking at these books, there was there was plot outside of the romance, but there was probably less than, than a book like um, Here Be Dragons. Okay. All right. Were you ever, were you interested in the plots at all? I mean, obviously, Reckless. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I, was perplexed the whole time what happened in that warehouse at the beginning <laughs> and um somebody's if, if anyone listens to this they're probably like it was you know very simple but i just forget you know so um, no because i don't know either i really don't think that they told us yeah i was kind of hoping for the friends like something with the friends too yeah. to tell you the truth so what was your question though I don't know if I answered it. I was just asking any more thoughts about overall on like anything you've learned about romance so far after two whole novels. Th- those things that I already said. 
I don't know. I, I, I'm not even going to go to that I learned anything about romance in general. No, it, you don't think that you did? Maybe I should amp it up a little bit in my life. But other than that. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm a pale, pale shadow of the men in these novels. <laughs> do you, well, here's what I would do. I would go ahead and like create a mystery that you can solve together and try to try to see what, see what happens. Like what's for dinner tonight? <laughs> By a Porsche maybe. I don't know. <laughs> what's for dinner? Oh god. If that's not like the most unromantic question uh, ever. <laughs> What are we going to eat today? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. This of answering that. It's like, I get I a lot of questions like that, though. <laughs> but it is, that's like the hallmark, right, of like things that are <laughs> just of long relationships. What are we going to eat? <laughs> What's going to happen? Anyway, all right. So I'm Bill. I'm glad that you've learned something apparently about romance novels. Do you have? Do you find yourself like not wanting? You're probably obviously not going to read them outside of this. But like, are they getting? This one was obviously easier to read. Are, have these relationships in these books been interesting to you? Relatively, yeah. I wouldn't say that like you're like maybe you're like the word interesting um Uh places you know am i supposed to be interested or engaged by them like am i supposed to find hmm this is perplexing and you know i need to figure out what's going on between these two well i guess Um, invested is kind of the word invested yeah so i definitely i i would say that yeah you get invested pretty quickly okay now these are probably not typical romance novels though are they like this fabio would not be on the cover of either of these but that he hasn't been on a cover since the 90s i'm sorry i'm very outdated every every single guy on here has mentioned fabio at one or another yeah it's fine but um i guess outlander no i mean that's more it's almost veering into i mean look it's a romance but it's not like a can it's just a little bit outside and then but but for a romantic suspense reckless 100 percent is is a romance there's nothing i mean yeah, it's just really? a, that's okay. just a subgenre of romance but it is it's it's typical for well i would say it's better than i would have yeah. thought in that sense yeah and as much as i found the the other one i found grating <laughs> and long and, and but also parts of it good right. Like, but this one, it was just more level, you know, just like, I'm mildly interested. I like this. It's fun uh-huh. reading. Um, sometimes I'm getting a little bored. Like I'm not dying to read it. Yeah. All right. Anyway. All right. So any final thoughts you would like to share about? You should read Philip Kerr. Oh, we're back on where you're not editing it out. What is, you talk about Philip Kerr a lot. Are there a lot of books in this? Yeah. Bernie Gunther series. I mean, like, I, I'm, I'm going to look it up as if I have time to read anything else. Do you know how many books I have to read for this? Uh, what's his name? Is it set in the past? Yeah, it's set in uh, 1920s Germany. 
which adds an element. It was 1920s Berlin, yeah. late 20s yeah. Berlin. Interesting. And and it goes through the Cold War, into the Cold War. Oh, but he's British. Okay. Anyway, all right, Bill, any final thoughts about these books? No, that's too much pressure. I don't have any final thoughts. Just say, well, you've done a great job and let's time to go. Because I'm just going to say, well, I don't really have any final thoughts. <laughs> oh, God. Is there something that you wished... It, overall, after reading these two romance novels, was there something you were that you thought they would be that they weren't, or like that you wanted to read but didn't, like that wasn't in there? Well, I thought they would be certainly. If you take reckless, I thought they'd be trashier. Okay. Like more sex. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> but other than that, no. It's it's. I guess I had a you know I definitely had a very limited notion of what they were uh-huh and and i don't you know and, and it too so certainly from these two books it it is sort of expanded to what it could be and i do see it do see them more in line with like like what i was i think i said this last time like a mystery novel that that i read like a that i read okay so you know they're they're closer to that than um than i would have thought before i gotcha all right, Bill. All right. Thank you. You did an excellent job. These thoughts are at once thoughtful and incendiary. I <laughs> I appreciate you reading it. And there's only one thing left to do. Uh, tell me that you love romance. I love romance. Awesome. Thank you.